Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I am the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, as he was just about a year ago, is Jonathan Strickland, a senior writer. I predict that this podcast will go smoothly. Well, let's see how that prediction did. About a year ago, we were actually uh, talking about our predictions for 2009 and what we thought was going to happen in technology over the course of a year. Uh, that was kind of surprising because, you know, that was the end of our first, it wasn't even a full year we'd been podcasting. Nope. It'd been about six months. So uh, who knew that we would, would still be here? Yeah. Uh, I know most of our listeners didn't. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah, we thought we would look over the list of predictions we made and see how we did. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, I'm going to start with one of Chris's predictions. Uh, we actually made up this list and, uh, we kind of did a, a cursory glance and, and, and gave a yay or nay as to whether or not each one had come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that some of these are open for debate. So, but the first one I don't think is. 
Yeah. Which was that Chris predicted that Steve Jobs would name a successor at Apple. Uh, he, he, he kind of waffled on whether or not Steve Jobs would actually step down officially from Apple. Because remember, this was back when we knew that Jobs was, uh, something was going on with his health. He had not quite, he had not officially made his, um, uh, announcement about taking leave, I think, at that point. Yeah, well, that, that, uh, that seems like it was a long time ago. Yeah, it now. does, right? Uh, well, I mean, cause it was. But we knew something was up. We knew something was up. Uh, there were a lot of, there was a lot of conjecture at the time that he was, uh, possibly having a remission with, uh, his cancer issues that he had had yeah. years before. Yeah. And so Chris predicted that Steve Jobs would, in order to, uh, to be diligent in his duties as CEO of Apple, name a successor. Which has not happened. No. Not so, the least. uh, that's, that's an X in that column. Let me just make a big X. All right. Your turn. Yeah. You know, uh, you didn't have to use the red marker for that. I know. I'm I didn't have to. Um, okay. Well, we'll stick with Apple and one of Jonathan's. The, uh, he predicted that the Mac desktop computer would go away. And it's still there. Yes, it is. Yeah. That, that one I was, um, I was not right. There are new iMacs out, and they are beautiful. Yep. And, uh, well, honestly, though, you had, you had reasonable reason to believe that because, I mean, netbooks and notebooks and all kinds of mobile computing devices, even smartphones, they've been hot, flying off the shelves. Yeah. And, uh, one might think that, you know, Apple, which is known for doing such crazy things as eliminating the floppy disk drive from right. the iMac, eek. Uh, might go so far as to get rid of the desktop machine entirely. And I Apparently think, not. I think, um, I think people have made a good point in that there are a lot of legitimate reasons why you might want a larger desktop unit as opposed to uh, a laptop or, or other mobile computing device, mm-hmm. uh, including things like if you're doing video editing or, or any kind of media work, um, you probably want a nice large screen to work with and laptops just don't have that. I mean, once you get to a point where you have a nice large screen with a laptop, it's not no longer a laptop. It's just too big. And while you can use some devices where you can maybe hook up a second screen to a laptop or other mobile computing device, uh, that's not ideal, really. I mean, you could plug it into a dock and run a, a nice big monitor off of it. But the thing is, a lot of the uh, uh, the processors that you see in desktop computers are just take too much power um, to use in a laptop computer when you're not hooked up to a power source. Right. Um, so if you're out on the road, I mean, that's one of the things that people expect is to have a nice long battery life. Well, if you have a super heavy duty processor in it, that's the battery life's going to just, you know, it's going to drop dramatically because that processor is using so much power. So I think that that niche is still around for a little while longer. Although I, th- I you know, I think laptops are outselling you know, both Windows and Mac laptops are outselling the desktops these days. So. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, I don't think the desktop farm factor is going away quite as quickly as I imagined back a year ago. Uh, let's uh, move to the next one. Um, I, hey, we got a we got a ringer here. Mm-hmm. So Chris predicted that there would be rumors about the next gadget from Apple sometime in 2009. Now okay, it was a softball, but I admit but it. no, not not entirely a softball because we're not talking about an update to a gadget. 
right? We're mm-hmm. not talking about a new kind of iPhone or whatever. True. We're talking about a totally new gadget. And you nailed it because the Apple tablet became the rumor of 2009. Uh, and you mean the non-existent Apple tablet? Right. It may very well carry over to be the rumor of 2010, the way we're going now. I mean, <laughs> you keep on hearing things about people saying, oh, the Apple tablet's been delayed. Look, Apple never announced the tablet. At least as, as of the recording of this podcast, Apple has not announced any plans for a tablet device. Now, there's a lot of evidence circumstantial evidence that points to them developing a tablet. But if you haven't announced it and you haven't given a release date, you can't say that the the project has been delayed from an official standpoint because there was no date to overshoot. So I think uh, I think we're going to have to keep our eyes open, see if uh, this rumored device shows up. But, yep, that's a win in your column. So uh, let me just put a big X mark next to this. Well, I, hmm. I guess I should have chosen a different shape and color because this is going to be really confusing when I'm all done. <laughs> all right, your turn. Um, so you actually get an X here for no Apple netbook. Yes. There is not an Apple netbook. Right, which, again, not a huge prediction because Apple executives had gone so far as to specifically say they were not interested in developing a netbook because – for them to develop a netbook that would meet the price point of your average netbooks, it would require them to uh, to not live up to their standards that they had established for their products. And so there was no way they could develop a product at that price point that was not a piece of crap. That's pretty much <laughs> a direct quote. All right, then. All right. So uh, next we had a web office launches and goes head to head with Google Docs. Hmm. Which, where does that go? Because uh, there is a version of Office for the Web, but it's not out. Yeah, it's still in beta. So I, I would say this is gray. So I'm going to mark this with a big red X right here. <laughs> wait and a wait a minute, wait a there minute. There we go. Three red X's so far. So uh, they Tic-tac-toe. mean they mean different things, <laughs> but that's okay. I will remember that when we get to the end. A little concerned about this. All right, tabulation Next. style. Um, oh, here's here's a, a win for you. Um, you've got uh, Windows. It's a partial win. Well, okay, yeah, Windows Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out. Yep. And uh, you predicted last year that it was going to have a. There, there. Microsoft was going to have a hard time convincing people to adopt it after um the uh success it hadn't with uh <laughs> Windows Vista. It hung in the, the air initial the, same way the initial that problems. Don't. Um. <laughs> That's no, a very, I, very Douglas Adamsy kind of way of putting it. No, uh, so, so really what I was saying was that because Windows Vista was, uh, considered by many people to be a failure, upon not, nece- its not necessarily even, even through the whole, I would say through the whole life cycle of the product, many people, not necessarily Microsoft, but other people true. would consider the product to be a failure. And, um, and I said that that would make people more reluctant to adopt Windows 7 because it's an unknown quantity. Well, the the reviews for Windows 7 have been very positive. People have rushed out to purchase new Windows 7 yes. computers. Yes, they have. Uh, so in that case, I was not correct. But what I was really thinking, I'd like to think, since it's a year later and I can't really remember. <laughs> but uh, I was really thinking about things like corporations, you know, mm-hmm. big companies. Would they would they adopt Windows 7 machines or would they wait and st- stick with Windows XP machines uh, until they absolutely had to uh, upgrade? And that seems to be the case. It seems like a lot of corporations 
are have learned a lesson from Windows Vista and have decided that you know they've got legacy systems that run on XP that may not run on Windows 7 and uh they want to they don't want to get burned so they want to make sure that Windows 7 is a stable environment before moving to it which is why I consider this a partial win. I think uh I think from a consumer standpoint no there's been no no perception problem with Windows 7 but yeah. from a from a uh, like a, a commercial standpoint with businesses, I think there still is. Yeah, actually, uh, I have worked for a company that uh, was large enough to the point where they were reluctant to install the next version of the operating system until they felt it was complete. For example, when XP came out, they decided to upgrade to Windows 2000 from 95. Wow. So because they Talk wanted about a mistake. But, well, see, that's the thing. They had all finally all the patches in place. And right. They did it. But Windows 2000 was awful. Well, OK. Well, you have that. I mean, they were <laughs> very large companies are often uh, reluctant to move sure. up as a result. And um, there's there's another factor that plays into it, too. The recession, because people don't want to spend the money to upgrade the software when XP is doing okay sure. for them. So that, that, I mean, there has been, it hasn't been selling as well as Microsoft had hoped, at least, uh, after that first initial rush. Although I think it's been somewhat steady. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as bad as everybody thought it was going to be either. There yeah. were a lot of people who were yeah. saying it was going to be, you know, an awful thing. Agreed. Anyway. All right. So let's move on. You predicted that the Xbox 720 would be announced at E3. Ha ha. It was, I was not. Not correct. Yep. X, uh, Microsoft has not mentioned anything about the successor to the Xbox 360. Uh, in fact, Project Natal, which is the next uh, really big innovative uh, uh, control interface for the Xbox 360 that was, that was uh, being marketed specifically as a 360 product, which uh, kind of suggests that they have plans for for a few more years of uh, 360 life before moving on to the next system. Although not mm-hmm. necessarily. It could turn out that Natal really is the first step to a new system, but we'll have to keep our eyes open. Okay. Next. Okay, next. Um, oh, here, look, another checkbox in the win column. Yeah, I'll just put a big check by that one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, The Google OS is out. Yeah, the yeah. web-based operating system. I said that there would Google would come out with a web-based operating system, and now we have Chrome OS. Now, granted, Chrome OS is not available for purchase until next year. So, but it's, you know, it's it, it's definitely it out, exists, and there's developer copies. If yes. you're a developer, you can get your hands on one, and you can you can create applications for the Chrome OS. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not on any commercial netbooks yet. Which that's the main market for that are, mm-hmm. are netbooks. Okay. So uh, you said that would be a quiet year for Nintendo. At most, you said there'd be a new peripheral announced. Uh, I think that's pretty safe to say that it was a pretty quiet year for Nintendo. Another softball. Except, uh, I mean, we even saw that Wii sales for the first time lagged behind PS3 sales in September. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's big news for Nintendo. Not good news. But it definitely was a quiet year. I, True. I, I, if you talk about peripherals, I would say that maybe the Wii Motion Plus is probably the closest to yeah. a new peripheral. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, anything big. Of course, they had the uh, the balance board, which was the last one, and that was toward that, the yeah. end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I then you know the Wii Motion Christmas Plus gift. was really more of an enhancement than a, an actual new peripheral. Sure. All right. Moving on. Unless you have that you know new uh, golf club thing that you clip on. The, the, Oh, for the Tiger Woods game. Yeah. Chase after the SUV. All right. So let's move on. 
Um, oh, look, another win for Jonathan. Yep, another big check mark. He predicted that uh, phone sales uh, would take off. Uh, well, actually, would would push Android up to new heights. And hey, look, a bunch of Android phones. Yeah. So when Android first came out in the United States, it was only available on one handset for the longest time. It was the HTC G1, which I am looking at right now because yep. that happens to be my phone. Well, now there are a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And once it once it moved to Verizon, I was thinking, okay, now Android really come on come into its own because Verizon is in the United States the largest cell phone carrier. So yeah. Hey, what do you know? A prediction that I got spot on. Now, granted, the only other option at that point would have been for Android to kind of wither and die, which yeah. I guess could have also happened, but fortunately did not. So moving on, uh, let's see here. Um, work on the PS4 and the end of PS3. So I guess this means that Sony would announce that the successor to the PS3 was in the works and that the, the they were going to slowly phase out the PS3. No. No, I think you actually pointed out that I was being a little... Uh uh, oh, zealous, yeah. yeah, to, uh, to end the PS3. Yeah, cause Sony but has said way, that, that they, they see a 10 year lifespan in their, uh, consoles, crazy. which, yeah, That's which means that we're halfway right. through. We still have another half to go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But they did, uh, end of life the older style PS3. Yeah, in favor that, of the the new slimmer model. I will, I will put a medium sized X mark. I'm just trying to, to salvage it. I'm, I'm still right. wrong. And there we go. Okay, so oh well, um, I don't know. This is sort of a maybe. Yeah, this one I mm, make or break year for Blu-ray. Now, when I made it's that prediction, sort of a middling yeah, year for Blu-ray, which is what it's been for the last several years. What I, what again? This was going to be one of those where I thought that 2009 would be the year when either Blu-ray sales would finally start picking up and really give life to the format, or they would they would just falter so much that. People would start to, companies would start to abandon the format. Like movie studios would just stop producing discs because mm-hmm. the profit margin wouldn't be great enough. Um, I'd say that uh, there's been incremental improvement, especially once the PS3's price dropped. I think that's really helped Blu-ray quite a bit. But I don't think it's not the meteoric rise that I was thinking would need to happen in 2009. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to say that that's just going to be a small check mark right here. Okay. All right. And let's see. Oh, wait, that means I got to read the next one. So the Linux community will make a big move in operating system adoption. Uh, well, we saw some pretty high-profile Linux distributions come out. Yes. And people yes. who are Linux users really like them. I just don't know how many people adopted Linux. Yeah, I, I still think, um, you know, honestly, I think a lot of people are confused. People who who aren't really techies yeah. are, are a little bit confused by all the different distributions. I mean, they don't necessarily well, it, understand it, yeah, because, I mean, how Linux works. There's usually just like, one current version of any particular operating system. Like if you if you talk about Mac OS, yes, there are multiple versions, but there's only one current version, like one yeah. specific one that's 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 being updated right now. Um Whereas when you're talking about Linux, you're yeah. talking about hundreds of distributions. So, and that's what I meant about how Linux works. They don't understand necessarily that it's uh, supported by a whole community of people. That it's not really owned by anybody. Uh, you know, it's owned by everybody. Right. But um, you know, I, I do think it probably gained some ground. And I heard many, many positive things. But yes, I, I'm, I'm afraid uh, I don't. I haven't seen anything that suggests that the new versions of Linux released this year have caused a surge in. Uh, the number of Linux users. X. Uh, all right, all right, all right. 
Oh, hey, look at this. Cloud computing becomes a household term. Three check marks. Well, yeah, this is a smaller check mark, maybe. Three small check marks. <laughs> well, no, it, it has become a much more favored term, whether it's yeah. a household term. Yeah, I don't think necessarily uh, that, uh, Jane, average Jane housewife is talking about cloud computing. Um, but she probably uses it. Yeah. So I, cloud computing, I think, got a lot more, uh, uh, Notice this past year, oh, both for good and bad reasons. Things like, think about like when, when Gmail went down and Google Apps went down, mm-hmm. uh, that, that made the news and people started thinking, oh, can I trust my documents to things like Google Docs because if the server goes down, how do I access my information? Well, that actually brought a lot of attention to cloud computing. Yeah. Not positive attention necessarily, <laughs> but it did raise questions in people's minds about is this the right way to go? Does it make sense? Is my data secure? Is it private? Can uh, uh, Is it really better than storing things on a, on a local media storage device? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's definitely in – more minds now than it was this time last year. Right, right. And here's one that's related to that, one of yours, uh, that 2009 would be the year of the netbook. And I think, uh, that's a, that's a big, big X right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that, of course, that you got that exactly right. So this is a big right red X here. And, uh, nice. yeah, that's what that one means. So uh-huh. anyway, uh, yeah, I, I would say the netbooks definitely are, are, here to stay. I mean, they, they're more popular this year than they were last year. I, I wrote an article recently where I saw that within um, the second quarter of 2008, uh, netbook sales accounted for around, I think, 5%, I th- if I recall correctly, around 5% of all mobile computer sales. In that same quarter in 2009, it was closer to 22%. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big jump. So I, I think you could say this was the year of the netbook. Now, whether or not people like netbooks, I think that's still up for debate because I'm yeah. not sure everyone knows what they're getting into when they buy one. Yeah. But they definitely were very popular, I think, mainly because of their price point and because they are so mobile. Yeah. Um, so uh, Facebook. Yeah. You predicted that they would uh, put the uh, – do the uh, fatal move on yes. MySpace and they uh, – MySpace is bleeding Pretty badly, but they don't seem to be completely dead well, over there. Well, MySpace is not dead, but I would argue this is still a uh, a moderately sized check mark in my column. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean they they <laughs> dealt them some serious damage this year. Yeah, yes, but MySpace is still around. Sure, but kicking. I think I think MySpace is slowly turning into more of a content site and less of a social networking site, well, especially now that it looks like MySpace is going to adopt Facebook Connect as part of uh, their Ooh. system, so that you would be able to do things like link to band pages on MySpace through your Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what MySpace has kind of become. It's become like the place for bands and uh, band pages. That's something that MySpace does really well that Facebook does not do really well. Yeah. Unfortunately for MySpace, Facebook does pretty much everything else better than MySpace does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, let's see. Twitter may go away. Huh. Let me check my Twitter account and see if Chris got that right. All right, all right. Let's see. Oh, I think, I'm sorry. This is going to be at least seven X's. Well, you know, I have to, in in my defense, I have to point out that, uh, you know, Twitter has, as far as I know, still no business model. Yeah, no, it's still not making money. um, (laughs) At least not generating revenue. Yes, but it has many, many people now who have more than a million followers on it. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I still don't know 
that it's going to survive on its own forever. But um, no, I think at least for now, I think it's around to stay. Eventually, something is going to have to happen for Twitter to be able to stay around. But uh, yeah, in 2009, it was uh, there was a one billion dollar valuation on Twitter. Now, whether or not that would ever actually stand up if you did an IPO or anything, I don't. I doubt it. But um, it does say that. Twitter is extremely valuable and yet makes no money. Yeah. Uh, we, we can keep going, keep going. Come on. We, we can do this okay. quickly. Let's All right. Quickly. We'll do this quickly. Uh, here's, here's an easy one. Yeah. Venture capital dries up. Yeah. That would have to be a big new. No. Right. In I'll fact, just, uh, I'll just put a negative big check mark here. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, actually, uh, it's, it quite the opposite. I've seen a lot of venture capital, uh, especially in the latter half of the year, probably again, sort of recession related, but yeah, uh, I've weird. seen people I, starting to fund. Companies again. It was definitely counterintuitive to me. I didn't think that venture capitalists would fund more stuff during a recession. But it turns out that a lot of people had really good ideas and venture capitalists just got smarter about spending oh, yeah. money. Yeah, they're much so, more cautious. Yeah, it, it's a different – it's a totally different uh, um, environment than it was in 2009. But people are still investing and people are still making money. All right. So uh, let's see. Where was the next one? Uh, let's see. The next big company to break out will be – a lot more Asus. Um. Well, you know what? Asus is doing well. I don't think it's the next big company yet. No, actually, I think HTC ended up being yeah, the bigger company. I think you're right. You know, I never even thought about that. But yeah, HTC, it, that was a company I had never even heard of before the G1 hit. I was interested in the G1 because of the Android operating system, but I had no clue who HTC was before that. And now you see so many handsets and they're even, you know, net netbook computers coming out with HCC brand on them. Yeah, I think both of them actually had a similar past in that they made stuff for other people and then started branding their own. And uh, HCC is being known for a uh, for their quality, and I don't know. No. Anyway, uh, let's see. Next one you had was a big jump in green tech. Well, duh. duh. Yeah, that was that was a. I'm, I feel almost horrible about giving myself such a massive check mark for this one because yeah. it was a gimme. But yeah, I think you're going to need another whiteboard. Uh, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. That's you know a what? big check mark. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to put check and a little plus in the upper <laughs> right hand corner. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. The HDTVs have hit their price peak and will stagnate and drop. Nah, not so much. I mean, there's. I've, I've seen a drop in prices, but I think there are more. Uh, if you'll forgive me, cheapy models out there than there used to be. Yeah, too. it's well, it's it's the it's the continual process we see with all electronics. As more people sure. adopt it, the price drops. But the problem is that, uh, well, not a problem, but the the trend is that as people start to adopt, uh, companies spend more money in innovation and they start to uh, come out with newer models that have newer features, and you get internet capable compu- uh, televisions, not computers, internet capable televisions. Uh, 3D TVs, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff that ends up driving the price back up again for the high models. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you an X for this because I think, uh, you think you pretty much, you know, it's kind of splitting the difference. So, um, okay, here we then. go. All right. And then you said that, uh, Yahoo, uh, would be bought or would collapse. I mean, they were on the ropes for a while there. Yeah, but they've recovered quite well. Yeah. Cause, uh, they do have, uh, they are known as a content provider uh, of sorts although I don't you know I don't think people think of them that way but and they formed the, they formed the partnership with Microsoft yep so Microsoft will be assuming that this partnership does in fact go through because it's still one of those things that seems tenuous it's in place but Microsoft approval will will uh, be providing the search engine power for Yahoo 
Mm-hmm. So Yahoo did not go away, did not collapse, did not get bought out. But it did enter a partnership with Microsoft, which I think saved the company. Because under this partnership, my, uh, Yahoo, for the first few years, will be collecting the lion's share of the revenue mm-hmm. from uh, from search results. So yep. and search advertising. And I had uh, I had predicted that Yahoo would stay independent. So, so we kind of split the difference there. So yeah. um tell you what, I'll just uh, I'll put a check in mine and an X in yours and right. uh and there we go. All, all right. right. So uh well that happens to be all of, of the predictions I made, but Chris made a few more because he was just in a Svengali mood. I, <laughs> so we're gonna let's let's let, we're gonna burrow through the rest of these. Okay. So Amazon will release the second Kindle. Okay. That's uh that's right. So that's the X yes. there. Uh Best Buy goes into chapter eleven. Uh no, Best Buy's still around, not doing the best business ever, but it's still around. So uh let's just put an X for wrong there. Uh, um right. next we've got uh what AOL, AOL goes away. Well, you know what's interesting is it, it did split mm-hmm. off. We're yeah. they're talking about selling, you know, Time Warner finally getting out of that AOL deal. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because AOL's the one that acquired Time Warner, but um, but it didn't go away, so uh, I'm sorry. That's next, and then more magazines and newspapers go online only. We saw a lot of that in 2009. Of course, that oh, yeah. was another kind of green tech gimme. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna have to give you an X for that one. Um, <laughs> then we got DRM goes away. Ha <laughs> ha! Boy, we wish. But the Kindle too pretty much keeps that around. Let's put an X there. And then we've got trade shows will decline. Which uh, you know what? CES was a little less um, uh, crowded than it had been the previous year. Uh, I. I was at E3 as well, but unfortunately that was my first E3, so I can't. Uh, actually, I think E3 was heavier, had heavier attendance, but that was because they went back to the older format. Well, one thing too is uh, that games actually did better than a lot of the other yeah, parts they, of the tech sector they didn't, this year too. They didn't. They weren't completely recession proof. Toward the end of the year, they really started. The sales started to take a hit, but uh, yeah, they did better than most other technologies. So. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to call that an X. So let me let me tally Let's look this at the up. Board here, and um, you. Wow, wow, gee, you had all those check marks on your side. I know that's. Wow, this is embarrassing. Um, I'm just going to oh, go. Uh, wait, 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 wait. They, they mean different, but I don't remember. Was this a yeah, positive or a negative? But, you know what? We're just going to have to. We're just going to have to go by X's and checks, and it looks like I'm a winner this time, guys. Yeah, I'll um, get you next year. Except, I'm sure. You know, this is one of those things that I thought would be – you know, I, I got in a mood where I was making all these predictions. It's really hard. Tech is such a, a mercurial field. I mean, stuff I say that we. I say that in our next podcast recording session – Okay. 2010 predictions. Okay, we'll throw I mean, some together. I mean, it is, it is, we were going to throw some at the end of this, but we we're already over time, so we're going to cut yeah. this one uh, off. So and it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, Jonathan walked away with it this year, but yeah, who knows? Next year, if uh, it turns out whoever is holding the marker is the winner, then we will know uh, that, um, that my my method works. So uh yeah, let's we'll make predictions in our next uh, podcast recording session and uh which may or may not come out before January 1st. That's um, okay. But that's all right cuz the, the beginning of the year. We'll make the predictions before the beginning of the year, gosh darn it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so okay. Um, all right. Something to look forward to. Well, if any of you guys have any interesting predictions or questions, comments, suggestions for podcast topics, write us. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. We have articles on tons of the topics that we covered today at howstuffworks.com. Go to the website. Check it out. Uh, if you haven't ever visited, you should really check it out because there's a lot of really great information, not just about tech either, all sorts of stuff. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 
And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.